on May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dogs of all ages, shapes, and sizes? You're all beautiful, even if you're one of those old dogs who can't hear me. I love you, too. Feel the vibrations. We are back with another episode of the Shock Factor podcast, and we got a fun one. I am fired up for this. We are joined by Texas A&M Aggie, Jace Laviolette. And, Jace, I got to know, first off, I've been nervous about this for a little bit. How did I do last name-wise? Was I close? That was a lot better than what I thought you were going to do. That's actually pretty much spot on, Laviolette. A lot of people butcher it, but that was pretty good right there. But I mean, I I got to ask, how did what is your uh, last name? I was trying to say it all night. I just, I thought I was butchering it. Yeah, no, mine's shock. So we, I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page of like, hey, look, we kind of think we know it, but we might not. <laughs> Fortunately, yeah. in your case, I don't really have an excuse not to know it because every time, every weekend of the spring, there's a different and another big fly from Jace Laviolette. And, and I hear it. And I hear it every time. So there's no clips of me hitting home runs out there. So it's tougher for you. But I, I want to start off this whole interview, my whole process, when I communicate with players, I do it through Instagram DMs. And your Instagram handle is Lord Tubbington, which I, I got to yeah. know where where did that come from? How'd that come about? And how are you no. like, you know what? That's the name. <laughs> So, uh, so Hayden shot, um, I mean, he's, I told you before, he's a, he's a character. He's just straight clown, likes to have fun, loves fun. Like that's him. And, um, we're just going through the fall. And so I don't know where they start calling me Tubby because he said, I look like a Teletubby. I don't agree with it. I think that's total. I think that's terrible. I think he's lying there, but whatever beyond that. And then all of a sudden people call him the Tubby. And so then they, he brought up Lord Tubington, and I was like, you know what? I actually kind of think that one. I actually like that one. Let's try and get that one to stick. So I changed my name to Lord Tubington on Instagram. He was like, all right, it's gonna stick one day. Like it's it, it'll come. So well, that's kind of where it came from. But I I believe the hey, day is here. You know here, what? The time for the stick is now. It, yeah, that's it what I'm really saying. The is. time for the stick is now. I will only refer so, to you on the internet as Lord Tubington from now on. All right, Lord I'll- Tubington, please do. I got you. I got you. See, you get the media to catch that's on, and that's when it really snowballs because the people who talk about and you. And then it just goes. You. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you're set up. You're set up great <laughs> now. Awesome. <laughs> so growing up, were that's you good. always like that's a awesome. giant person? Like, because you say Teletubby comp. Oh. People are scared of Teletubbies in their suits. That that makes sense. It's It's freaky. But if a Teletubby was as large as you, I think that's way scarier. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've always been a 
giant kid. So I was talking to my buddy the other day. I was like, dude, I never got to do mutton busting because from four years old, I was too heavy, too big. And I was, I've legit, since I've been a kid, just always above, I guess, the normal height and, you know, weight, <laughs> you want to say. Well, hey, so that's. I'm a large human being. <laughs> it, it's fine it works out well for you translates to hitting a lot of home runs which i definitely appreciate watching so i won't I, complain I'm... about that yeah i won't <laughs> complain about that yeah you said you were too big for what now uh, i didn't quite catch it was it mud busting mutton bust mutton busting mutton busting it's like during the rodeo so i think it's like from five to it's like two through five you can ride these uh lambs right and you just and you literally just get on the back of them hold on to them and it's these little kids literally just they hold on for dear life hold on as long as they like they can and i've always wanted to do it but uh i was too heavy from legit when i was four years old i could do it and i was too heavy and i was like what you, so. so there's this thing people talk about one i had never heard about that being from the east coast that doesn't come up often but that is awesome that sounds like a hilarious time but I think one thing that's very common, especially with more superhero films coming out, is that super villain arc. The the how did the villain become the villain? What trauma happened to him? For you, becoming the villain yeah. of baseballs, the baseballs are watching your origin story and they're like, <laughs> Okay, they didn't let him they didn't let him ride these animals and that's why he's it taking was the it button out. Busting, dude. I'm telling <laughs> you, it was the button busting. I'll give <laughs> so, credit to that too. So the baseball just became the outlet. You know, you can't take it out. <laughs> exactly. So growing up, you, you're from Katy, Texas. And that's another thing. I'm not sure if I say that right. So I apologize mm -hmm. if I got yeah. that one wrong. But hey, look, we're learning. We're all, I'm a lifelong <laughs> learner. That's what UVA told me to be. <laughs> exactly. But, but growing up in Texas, was it always Texas A&M? Like throughout the whole recruiting process, were you like, this is the dream school? So... I actually never talked to Texas A&M. All right. I was, so I was committed to LSU under Coach Kane and when I was 14. Decode whenever they got the new coaching staff. And um, Kane told me, he was like, hey, man, like, we've got a spot here for you. And I was like, all right, let's go. And I will say it's the best decision I've made in my life to this point to come to Texas A&M and be in a Texas A&M fight in Aggie. And it's, it's been unbelievable what I've not only learned I guess on the baseball field, but also as just about to be a human. And uh, I mean, I've made relationships here that it's, it's unbelievable. So now I'll say it's my dream school. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I mean, go to the place and make it your own and have the best experience you can. That's yeah. awesome. And on the decommitting side of things, it's like, look, when I was 14 years old, I wasn't making the biggest yeah, exactly. decisions of my life, but if I were told to, I don't think I would have made good ones. So, right. Exactly. I think the same way. And I mean, like, it's legit. Like I was kind of nervous about coming here just cause I, I knew nothing and I hate to say, it, but I knew nothing about Texas A&M. And then the moment I got here, it was like, as I said, it's like a big family, like immediately from the beginning, like you just feel like you're you, you can walk through campus and it's like, you know, everybody, but you know, no one because the school's so big. Yeah. And I, I feel like Texas A&M is so unique with that culture around sports in the sense that like the whole campus is related under the identity of like, Hey, we, we're the 12th, we're the 12th man. We, we are, right. we are who shows up to support these guys. Yeah. And it, it's just such a cool environment. So when you, 
when you visited, what was it about the school that really stood out to you? So from the baseball side of things, I mean, it was, I think we have the best coaching staff in the nation. And I mean, I'm not shy to say that. I think it's, it's an unbelievable coaching staff. Like I, I said it today earlier, I was like, I feel like we have pro coaches coaching in college. If like, honestly, like it's unbelievable what they've been able to do throughout their times coaching. So that was a number one big thing for me. I was like, all right, I feel like I can be elite because I want to be elite and I want to come here. And I think they gave me the best shot at doing what I want to do throughout the game of baseball. And then on the school sides of the thing, it was like, I had this conversation with my mom. I was like, so if everything doesn't go the way that I want it to, because I mean, I mean, I'm kind of a realistic guy, right? Like when it comes to just life, I kind of understand the the numbers within the game and how many people are actually successful at doing what, you know, every kid's dream is. And I was like, I think A&M gives me the best setup for life after I'm done. Whenever I end up being done playing, like I think this school, Texas A&M gives me the best setup, not only, I guess, sports-wise, but also – I mean, if I want to go get a job, I'll walk in there with my Aggie ring and then they're like, all right, let's go. And it's just, a, and you walk and it's unbelievable. Like the connections that you'll get. I've heard stories about people being in like Denmark, just walking around with an Aggie ring on and they'll meet somebody else with an Aggie ring. And I'm like, well, like that doesn't, that doesn't normally happen, you know? <laughs> and like, it, it was just things like that, that drew me in. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is the place for me. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest for most schools, most alumni, it, they don't recognize the ring. It's like, Hey, your car has a bumper sticker with my school on it too. So like, that's mm -hmm. how they connect. So like, it, it really seems yeah. like Texas A&M as a school becomes a part of like the students and the athletes identity in a sense. No, a hundred percent. Like it's, it's legit engraved in me now. It's my life. Like Texas A&M <laughs> isn't a school to me. It's a home, you know? Like, honestly, that's how I think of it. It's not, I don't, I don't go to school here. Oh, I just, I live here. Like this is my home. This is where I was meant to be. <laughs> no, that's so awesome to hear no. because so many times in college baseball, it's rare to have guys like absolutely love where they're at. So when I, when I get to see it, yeah. super cool. And like to hear that genuine yeah. appreciation is really awesome as well. And you touched on it a little bit with the coaching staff there, but I, I got to know what is coach Schloss like? Because I, I see him in the in-game interviews, yeah. and he is always – I don't know if he tries to be <laughs> funny, but he is funny, like, inherently. He's he's hilarious. I mean, like, obviously he's what, you're, he's what you think a head coach would be. I mean, like, there's times that, yeah, he'll get on to you, and, I mean, that's what a head coach is there to do, right? <laughs> like, he'll, he'll get into you, but also he's like he's like your best friend during the game, and then in practice he'll be your hardest, like – critique right but i actually enjoy that and then off the field it's like he's i don't want to say your friend but like he's <laughs> just your friend like you're you're not i don't want to say like you're not scared of him but you're just not like he's not a scary person to be around you know what i mean which i love um uh, i mean he'll just he literally just comes sit in the locker room sometimes and just has conversations not about <laughs> baseball just about life and it's oh. it's a neat thing no that's awesome and i totally get cool. what you're saying where it's like you know, you have the respect for them and this quote unquote fear, because in the back of your head, they are always right. at the end of the day, the person who can say, hey, go run till you puke. And I have to do it. They're like the only people in oh, the world yeah. who have that power. <laughs> exactly. And you can't say no. Like, it, there's no saying no to that. 
Exactly. But it, it sounds so. like the way he like builds trust with y'all and builds those relationships, like that fear just goes, Hey, look, it, it's gone. We can be normal human beings yeah. together and have this mutual respect. Yeah. Now, no, that, I think that's what he wants us to realize is like, he's, um, he's just another like human being, right? Like he's, he's us. It's just, he's been doing this for a lot longer and he knows a lot more and he's more wise throughout this game than we are. So we all, we all respect him. I mean, tremendous. Like we, I give all my credit to him and whatever he's done for me. So I think he's amazing. Yeah. I, I think one good thing that always helped me out as a player, when I was like nervous about meeting a new coach or things like that, or what they'd think of me, I always just thought, you know what, back in the day, they played college baseball too. I yeah. know what that means. Like I know who, how they're going to be as a human being, like they'll understand me. Yeah. And it sounds like coach Schloss is exactly that guy. Exactly the same. And, and I love it. Cause he always will have team meetings and he's always saying like, he's trying to work on himself to be a better coach, which I mean, he's been doing this for, I mean, I, I don't even know how long he's been doing it. <laughs> and he's sitting up in front of us telling us he's still got things to work on. It just shows like not only himself, but the team, like, he has full trust in us to say whatever he wants, whenever he wants. And nobody like we're all big family. And it's it's the culture that he's engraved in this team is special. That's phenomenal. And then one of the new guys, new members of that family, new pitching coach, which I know you don't do much with pitching. I know your time with pitchers in the fall is typically, hey. I'm going to try to crank this ball off you in inner squad, see how far I can put it. Um, but Coach Wiener, what is he like? What has he been like for you guys? Yeah, he's Max is, I mean, he's he's amazing. He's literally, I've never seen a pitching coach just let the guys have more fun. I think you would have loved, like, I, <laughs> I've never seen pitchers have more fun in my life. Like, every day they're just in there, like, yelling, like, having a great time. It seems like they're just having a big party. And I'm like, what's going on over there? It looks kind of fun. And I'll always just take a little peek. I know I'm not supposed to, but I'll just take a little peek over there, see what they're doing. But, uh, I mean, he's he's a phenomenal coach and, honestly, a phenomenal guy. Uh, he's legit everything you want in a pitching coach. Obviously, y'all have seen the numbers on what he's done. <laughs> it works. Throughout his uh, time in baseball. And, I mean, he's uh, he's one of the best, if not the best. So. Yeah, and I mean, you talk about a guy who you remember, hey, look, this was at its core. This is a college baseball player, too. He was like yeah. six years ago. So really yeah. easy guy to relate to, I'd imagine, for y'all. Oh, 100%. Like, we li literally, like, it's like I'm talking to one of my teammates. But obviously, I know he's a coach. But, like, it's literally like I'm talking to one of my teammates because we just relate about everything. <laughs> no, and that's so cool. And those were always my favorite coaches to have, just yeah. like – the ones where it's easy con to connect with them and all of that. But moving along, you went on, you know, you come in, you get recruited. Everything's great. You get acclimated to campus. Then opening day comes around and you just, you don't stop hitting, you know, for the rest of the year. What was your freshman season like? Because again, it was one of the more successful freshman seasons of anyone in the nation. And yeah. you were sent, usually guys their freshman year, this is a typical trend I see, We'll hit more doubles than home runs. You just said, hey, skip that step, go straight to the home <laughs> runs. What what was what would you attribute having that kind of instant success to? Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say the whole season. Like, I'll be honest, throughout the beginning of the season, non-conference play, 
there were many times where I was even like, dude, do I even belong on the field right now? Like, do I even belong here? Because I was hitting close to 200 in non-conference play, and I was like, dude, we haven't even gotten to the hard stuff yet, and I am I am brutally down. Like, I'm down <laughs> terrible right now. This sucks. And so our head coach, Mike, was every day I'd work with him. He was like, dude, you got to just trust it. You'll come out of the – you'll come out of this trench. Like, it's it can't keep getting worse because – I was pretty much at rock bottom. Like, I was like, all right, dude, if this gets any worse, then I don't know what, uh, like, I, I don't know what can happen. And so finally it, it kind of all clicked for me. And honestly, it, I, I kind of think that me stopped caring as much about the results helped a lot. Cause I was, every time I go to the play strikeout or something, I just come back and just be so mad at myself. And I was like, dude, why am I caring so much? <laughs> and so then it finally turned on and I was like, Oh, this is a lot more fun just to not care. And yeah. so uh, that's, that's pretty much it. Like during the back half of the season, I just stuck with a swing. Me and Mike would have some tweaks every now and then, but dude, it, it just, it got fun. <laughs> no baseball. It's that's the way it goes with baseball. It's the cruelest game in the world in the sense that like when it's the darkest that's when it gives you like a little bit of success to to reel yeah. you back in. It's how you get that gambling addict sort of itch of it because yeah. it's like, oh, well, this weekend, you know, I hit three home runs. So I'm back in it. I'm back in it. But right. what I got to say is even when like you're talking about having this rut, this dread, you were still putting balls out of the yard. Like you were still finding scattered yeah. success. And like when you right. were hitting them, they were demolished. So like in my brain, I'm like, oh, this kid just absolutely went off the whole time because the home runs. I know it was only only uh, only only counting for one, but some of these should have counted for two. I, I will allege that for my whole <laughs> my whole rest of my life. You put some balls so far that I just don't understand it. But then following that incredible freshman season, you get out of the rut. Just by saying, hey, you know what? Screw it. Past is the past. Next one foot in front of the other. Yeah. What would you say? Did you have so, like something you would repeat to yourself or something you would tell yourself? So one thing that helped me get out of that too was uh, I sat down with the coach. Like He took me up to his office and he told me one thing. And it was, if you live in the future, it calls anxiety. And you live in the past, it calls depression. So live in, it'll live in the present. And whenever, whenever he said that, I was like, dude, like, I know you're not supposed to be like a motivational speaker or anything, but that's kind of resonates really like deep with what I'm going through. Cause I was like, I was always just like thinking about tomorrow or thinking about, Oh, I just went over four with four punches. I suck. I can't do that tomorrow. And so then I just get anxious about the game and everything. And that was just, honestly, that was the one thing that helped me kind of just get over it. And obviously we go, we have a mental coach, Brian Kane, who we work with here a lot. And um, so I'll, we have cues and stuff that I'll use every time I go up to the plate just to get me kind of locked in and know my approach, know what I want to do. But uh, honestly, that's the biggest thing that helped me was just living in the present instead of just worrying about all these other uncontrollable, like non-controllable things that I don't know what's going to happen. So, <laughs> No, I, I absolutely love that. You're saying like everything that I believed in as a pitcher, like yeah. the whole living in the present, 
The quote I relied on was from uh, my pitching coach in the Cape, Jerry Weinstein. He said, if you have one foot in the past, one foot in the future, you're taking one all a big old dump in the present, just because anatomically <laughs> speaking, like where else is it going to be, you know? <laughs> so that yours sounds way more philosophical that's, than that's what I was doing. Hey, I just kind of like that one too. I'm, I, I might start using that one too. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be a way to merge the two together. Yours oh, is yeah, like the in, intellectual one. has to be. Bosch tools are built for workers. The Bosch 2-in-1 impact driver and impact wrench quickly changes between bits and sockets to help get jobs done without having to switch tools. Bosch tools, what hard workers deserve. Learn more at BoschTools.com. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader. Hey, everyone. We're going to take a quick break from our discussion to hear a couple ads from our sponsors. While we're on the topic of the Cape, after your successful freshman campaign, you go up to Falmouth, and it was before you went to Team USA, correct? Mm -hmm. You go up to yeah. Falmouth, and did you have any idea about Team USA when you went up there, or was it something where you go up and get invited to? Uh, so I knew that I had gotten invited before I left for summer ball, so I went up to the Cape. I knew I was going for about nine or ten days, I think I went, and I, was, I, I think I took like a, a week or two off just to kind of be like, all right, done. So went to Falmouth for nine or 10 days just to get back into the swing of things. And then was like, all right, let's go, uh, let's go compete. Let's go compete again. Not saying I wasn't competing out in Falmouth, but that was more just getting, getting back into the swing of things. And then team would say that was some real, that was some real arms out there. I'll say. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now, when you went to, to the Cape, were you driving yourself this whole time or were you flying these places? Oh, I, I've, since I knew that I wasn't going to stay in the Cape for what, two or three, is it three months, two or three months, whatever it is, I wasn't mm -hmm. going to drive. Cause it just, that's so pointless. What is that? Four days in the car, two days in the car. And then no, just to drive another, like something, 14 hours to North Carolina. I was out on that from the start. Nope. Good call. Was, Very good call. Everywhere. Now, had you been to the East coast before your summer up here? Uh, I had not. I, uh, no, I don't. I don't believe I had. So, what did you think of it between Cape Cod and North Carolina? What What was your impressions of the East Coast? Well, I had one of the best lobster rolls I've ever <laughs> had in my life. I have to say, yeah, it was delicious. And uh, honestly, the weather out in the cave is unbeatable. I enjoyed that <laughs> during the summer. 
But other than that, it just kind of felt like I was back in Texas. Once I got to North Carolina, it was brutally hot. Nothing <laughs> to do. It was terrible. <laughs> no, North Carolina, it gets warm. I live in North Carolina now, but I'm by the yeah. beach, so it's a little bit different. Um, it was brutal. Like, it might have been worse than Texas. Like, I thought it was worse than Texas heat at one point. I was like, this actually sucks. It's because on the East Coast, the air feels like a blanket because of just all the humidity humidity so it's yeah. like every time you move you feel it because there's just heat sitting in the air it's oh, rough it was, it was brutal it, it was like, it was rough like i would take dry heat 105 over like the east coast 94 any day oh, yeah. of the week any day any of the day week. plus any i'm day. a natural i'm a naturally sticky guy your instagram oh, yeah. handle is lord tubbington i assume <laughs> the sweat comes out from time to time too <laughs> oh it here does. it's rough hey, uh, it's brutal I'm, I'm a natural. I just, dude, during the summer here, I step outside, I am immediately sweating, no matter what. <laughs> I'm sweating just thinking of a Texas summer, so I'm, I'm <laughs> right there with you. Now, what was it like playing for Team USA? I've talked to a few of your teammates, a few of your close buddies from Team USA, so yeah. if you don't say their names, I feel like they might hold it against you, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, playing with, uh, I already, uh, Jack, Charlie, dude, I, all of them out there, <laughs> I already do. Um, I mean, playing with those guys out there, like, it's, it's, it's an unbelievable feeling and something that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, right? Like, to go represent your country and play baseball, representing your country is a thing that not many people get to do. Um, I mean, it's, it's something that rarely comes your way and whenever it does then i think you should seize that opportunity and it was it was a blast it was just people that i got to meet i'll remember them for the rest of my life also so it was awesome yeah i think the coolest thing that i picked up on when i came down and watched you all play was the fact that you guys play like nine games together and you guys were all like close yeah. hanging out and joking around like you guys have spent a whole year together right which i i think that was really cool because it's like Okay, all the best baseball players are going to get together. That's cool, whatever. And they're all going to be really good friends afterwards. It, it's just such a cool setup. And yeah, now, it is. It, it, was, it was awesome. Like, I still talk to half those dudes to this day. Like, Drew, like, I, I, I talk to half these guys still to this day that I honestly didn't really know other than playing them before. So it was, it was cool. Yeah, and then, of course, with the spring coming around, you'll get to see a lot of them. A lot of them will be your opponents. That's okay. Yep. That just means you're playing good competition, which is always good. Always good. Oh. Now, I saw one tweet where uh, when you were with Team USA, you were exchanging a gift with a player from Team Japan. And am I allowed to ask you what you gave them and what gift you received? Wait, what was it? It was a tweet. It was before the All-Star Championship Series. It was like you were exchanging gifts with someone from the other team. Oh, I think it was um I think it was a shirt for a pen. I actually have no clue. I've got no clue what it was. <laughs> I actually, I forget. There's nothing wrong with that. It it looked like a cool moment, so I was like, all right, well, it was I'll ask cool. about and then after we got done with um I think that was for Chinese Taipei, and then after we got done playing Japan. I went over to the other side. Uh, I gave them a bat. They gave me a few bats, like okay. from Japan, which was pretty sweet. That was cool. Some, I think somebody got a glove from one of the kids. Like that's pretty sweet. That's a big get. That's yeah, not easily like, done. No, I was like, honestly, I was like, dang. 
I just kind of want one of those too now because they're they're pretty sweet. Like they're actually some cool gloves. So really, yeah, it, I actually thought it was better than the glove I was wearing. Like whenever I was wearing it, I was like, dude, I want this instead of that. <laughs> no, that's one thing I miss about playing summer ball is just all the gear swapping, all the new yeah. stuff you'd come home with. I'm sure, right. it was probably pre-sweated in, but that's all right. You know, I traded <laughs> one of my sweaty shirts. Hey, it doesn't it hurt nobody. <laughs> now, was there a particular thing you learned with Team USA that you would say you took with you? What was like the biggest lesson you got? Yeah, um, honestly, I, I would just say to seize every day, right? Just more about like playing baseball to represent your country. You kind of understand more of what it means to live in the United States of America. And I, I was talking about this. I don't know why I was talking about this earlier today, but I was. Um, I think it was July 4th. And everybody all that's listening to this probably seen the Sandlot, right? Um, and the scene where they're playing baseball on July 4th and they're shooting fireworks. It was literally a scene from that. There was fireworks going off in the background and the whole crowd was chanting USA. And that's dude, like, it was it was the coolest. It was the coolest moment on a baseball field I've ever had in my life. It was unbelievable. And, uh, I mean, it, it just showed me that like legit live your life to the fullest every day. Like, cause you never know when it's your last. So that's, that's probably the biggest thing that I came home with. No, that, that sounds like literally a core baseball memory, like coming true. And like, I love that you have oh, that oh, yeah. mindset of like, damn, this is like in the sandlot when that scene that gave me chills as a child. No, happened. It, it was a, happened. like, it gave me chills literally. <laughs> that's... I, I, it, it gave me chills and it gave me chills talking about it just now. Like it's, it's absurd. I, that's literally that I didn't even know that was a bucket list baseball thing, but I guess I could check that off now. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't on your bucket list already add it and then check it off. That's a great way to do lists. <laughs> yeah. too. feel super accomplished. Yeah. Just what have I already done? Done. <laughs> <laughs> but no, exactly. that's such an awesome experience. And then, of course, you come back to school, you have a great fall, you're getting ready, getting tuned up for the season. Were there any new faces in this Aggie lineup that you were really impressed with this fall? Oh, come on. You're I, just take a guess. I think you already know. Come on. I, I need it. I need it from the source himself. I need it from the source himself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would be honest, one through nine, uh, I could go <laughs> on and on about our whole lineup, to be honest. I think legit one through nine, we rank, but I, I think you want to hear you know, some Braden Montgomery thrown out there. I think that's – you want to hear that thrown out there. Yeah, You I mean, know, we, we always wonder. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But, I mean, he's he's a once-in-a-lifetime talent, too. He, I've seen him do some things on the baseball field that I was even like, whoa, like that's, that's impressive. No, so, I believe it. Like the raw athleticism there. The name I was searching for was Gavin Grahovic. Um, oh wow! <laughs> hey, that's no. hey, no, don't don't throw that on me. <laughs> no, no, I'm not putting anything. <laughs> Look, I did a preview on y'all the other day. I got the whole list right in front of me. So there's yeah. there's a lot of new faces to be excited about for you guys. And you know that one might be the shiniest, maybe the handsomest. I don't know. That's up to you. Oh, you and don't the don't nation give him that. Side. Don't don't give Gavin. <laughs> that. Don't ever don't. Oh, I was, don't worry. You, I, can't, you can't let him see that. Don't worry. I was giving it to Braden. Giving it to Braden. Oh, okay. No. You know what? You can give Beamont that. You can yeah, give he, he he could use it. You know, it's he's throwing that <laughs> fast and hitting baseballs that hard. It's like, all right, let's give exactly. him some action. Plus, he's going to be out there getting outfield assists next to you. It's going to be a lot exactly. of fun. It's going to be and, fun. And so this season, I saw that you're shifting to center field. Is that is that what you're doing? Uh, yes, sir. 
How, uh, how do you feel about that? What, what have you noticed is different? What have you noticed that you like more? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I played center field all throughout high school. Um, it's kind of like where I feel most comfortable. Played it out in Team USA, and I, I enjoy Roman, Roman center field. I enjoy going and chase down balls. You don't really get to do that that much out in right and left field. You know, it's more of just like to the gap, and then you kind of just get caught <laughs> off by the center fielder. At least last year I did by JT. Jordan Thompson, but I mean, it's uh, it's gonna be fun. It's it's something that I need to work on a lot. Again, right? I mean, I feel like everybody has things to work on, and that's definitely something yeah. that I need to continue to work on, just to get the feel back. I mean, it's definitely different, I guess, just because you don't have to deal with uh, the slice and all that. But uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's easier. Yeah, a- absolutely. And I, it sounds like you're you're looking forward to some more meaningful runs because the courtesy yeah. jog and then watch the center fielder catch it. That can't be that much fun. Now it's, you're going to get to be the center yeah. fielder. It's not that much fun just watching them steal every ball from you, I will say, but <laughs> you kind of have to just endure the pain. Yeah, it's, you know, it's the center fielder show. We look bad if we, if we call them <laughs> off, you know, that's the exactly. way it goes. But I, I think what people don't understand about Lord Tubbington, I think what's slept on <laughs> is the fact that you're actually pretty fast. Like you had 18 stolen bases last season. That doesn't just happen. It, is speed something you work on or is it something where you're like, look, I'm working on maxing out my other stats. The speed just happens from time to time. I mean, I want to be as fast as I possibly can. Like, Feel more bases. What you got to do is before every weekend series, follow the opposing pitchers on Instagram. Let them see your name as Lord Tubbington. Then they're like, oh, this guy's not going to take any bags <laughs> off me. Then you take seven. Should, should, I, should I just DM them all too and just ask them not to, not to pick over and just have a long leg too? Yeah, it's just like, hey, look, man, like, I really don't want to get my jersey dirty. This is the one they're going to frame for me after, like, <laughs> day, And, like, when they want me to donate back when I'm a big-time alumni, they're going to send this to me. And I don't want it to be dirty in my man cave, you know? So I, I think you, you play it <laughs> off that way. I think you buy yourself yeah. a couple extra steps at least. <laughs> I might try it. I might try it. Now, Jace, I got one last question before I let you go, but is there a particular weekend or series you are most looking forward to this year, whether it be, oh, I'm going to see a bunch of my teammates that weekend from over summer, or just yeah. like our fans go nuts when this team goes to town? What do you got? I've got to say, uh, I think I'm most excited for Alex Box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think I'm excited to go. I've, I've never been to a game there, so the first game I ever – uh go to i'll be playing at it and so that'll be uh that'll be a fun time i've heard that it gets pretty i've heard it gets pretty rowdy over there so i want to see it for myself oh absolutely and i know that a&m fans get into it and i know fans across the sec get into it they all get into it their own special ways i will say the box seems like they get into it in a very special and intimate way way. yeah (laughs) yeah they get into it and they they take you with them and I mean that mm-hmm. in a good way. Like it's a great, it's great to get heckled. Heckling, oh, getting yeah. heckled, is so much fun. Do you have you had a favorite chirp you've heard? Honestly, no. Honestly, just laugh at them all. Like last year, I thought Arkansas was probably the best hecklers. They they from the beginning, I hadn't even had that bad yet, and they were just going at it the whole game. I enjoyed that. I thought it was pretty funny. But um, there's not a heckle that I've heard yet that has stuck with me. But I, I hope soon I get one. 
Yeah, there's always, I, I can think of like one or two. I, I won't ever broadcast them because <laughs> probably probably get me in a lot of trouble. But it, it'll come. It'll always come. And yeah. that's, that's the fun part of it. It just means the fans really care. That's what you got to tell yourself. <laughs> exactly. They just really care. Exactly. <laughs> it's their way of showing that passion. But Jace, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule, getting ready for the 2024 season to sit down with us and share a bit of your personality with some fans. I certainly appreciate it. And again, good luck this season. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching you go out there and compete. Yes, sir. Thank you. Giggle. The Shock Factor Podcast is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. Picture this. It's Saturday morning and you're on your John Deere compact tractor. You're effortlessly breaking ground on your new landscaping project. Next, you're moving piles of rocks just by moving a lever. And now you're enjoying the warmth of the sun as you clear brush across your pasture. We could keep trying to put you in the moment, but to really understand everything you can do with a John Deere compact tractor, you just have to get in the seat. Learn more at johndeere.com slash get in the seat or visit a dealer near you. Buying a master mechanics tool set usually means high prices, higher interest rates, and who knows how many years of monthly payments. But at GearWrench, we don't believe that your tools should take years and years to pay for. So check out Mega Mod Master Sets the master mechanics tool sets that deliver pro-quality tools, organized storage solutions, an easy-to-use lifetime warranty, and much, much more, all for thousands less than you'd expect. So don't wait. Explore the sets and check availability now, only at GearWrench.com.